We finally have true football weather here in November. Happy Veterans Day to one and all, and especially to those that have served our country, and welcome to the high school football regionals. It is Class 2A at Bishop Lures High School. We're at Lures Field, where the 7-5 and five Knights host the 8-4 and four Bluffton Tigers. I am Brett Rump, along with Shannon Griffith. We're glad you're taking time out of your Friday night to join us here on a special broadcast on the stream at 1380thefan.com. And, uh, you know, Shannon, this one of many of the high school regionals around the state where we've got teams involved, 6A, we've got the Carroll Chargers on the road at Lafayette Jeff. In 5A, the Snyder Panthers take the trip up to Mishawaka to play the Cavemen. In 4A, Columbia City is at home taking on a tough Kokomo squad. In 1A, the Adams Central Flying Jets with perhaps their toughest test of the year, although every time we think it's going to be a tough test, <laughs> Adams Central has blown the opponent out, uh, absence of that uh, east side game earlier this season. But here we go. It is Regional Friday, and we are that much closer to getting down to Lucas Oil Stadium. A win tonight, just one win away from making that trip down I-69. Yeah, a lot of lot of big games within our area, but no, all our Summit City uh, sports crew out with uh, Nor- uh, Snyder and uh, Carroll are pretty tough places to really play at Mishawaka and Lafayette, Jeff. But, hey, the field here at Lures looks great. The dads have done their job, and it's ready to go. So tonight it's the Bluffton Tigers. It may be a little bit of a surprise that the Bluffton Tigers are the team that comes in here to Bishop Lewers to play the Knights tonight. I don't think we're surprised by Bishop Lewers because you can never read Bishop Lewers in Class 2A during the course of an SAC schedule. But for Bluffton, maybe a little bit of a surprise coming out of the ACAC. Uh, Bluffton has kind of turned it on, and they had their most impressive win of the year last week, defeating Eastbrook. Yeah, that was a huge win against a great uh, program, great coach there. Jeff Adamson, the head football coach, is kind of a uh, guy that's been around and won a lot of games. But I tell you, the way they're doing it, Brett, they're getting turnovers. They've been like a plus six over the last two weeks in the uh, turnover batter, which when you're that way in the tournament, you've got a chance to score points and hold your opponent to not getting any. The Bluffton Tigers have won four straight games. Three of those are postseason contest. According to the Sagarin ratings, they are the 19th best team in Class 2A, scoring 29.8 points per game while giving up 21.6. On the flip side, we look at Bishop Lures and the Sagarin rating. Uh, you know, it takes into consideration mm-hmm. the tough schedule that Bishop Lures has played. Seven and five under Kyle Lindsay, now in his 10th year. Hard to believe. Time flies. 10 years coaching the Bishop Lures Knights. He's 72 and 56 overall, which considering a 2A program playing in the Summit Athletic Conference to be 16 games up on 500, it tells you how successful they've been, not only in the conference, but how successful this program has been in the postseason. No question. Coach Lindsay does a phenomenal job. I think he's a really good offensive mind. He looks, he does a great job of putting his kids in, in positions to make plays, and they've been able to do that thus far in the tournament. 
contrast of quarterbacks in tonight's game because for Bluffton, it's about the running attack of Braxton Betancourt and Anthony Cruz. That tandem can really beat you on the ground. Betancourt has run for almost 400 yards on the ground. He's also thrown for over 1,200 yards. Now, he has been picked 11 times this year, and so we'll have to watch that with windy conditions here at Lewers Field tonight. Anthony Cruz is an undersized uh, running back, and when I say undersized, 5'5", 150. You just don't find guys that kind of size in the Summit Athletic Conference, and somebody said he must be fast. I said, you have to be to get to 13 weeks at 5'5", 150, because you're outrunning some of the big guys, but uh, he's a dangerous threat. He's a 1,500-yard rusher this year for the Bluffton Tigers. Yeah, 6.7 yards of carry, got over 13 touchdowns. Reminds me a little bit of Starks from Carroll, a guy that's got a little bit of jitteriness in him, but he's got straightaway speed so if he gets in the open uh look out one thing about bishop lures they've got a multitude of running backs that we might see in the backfield with rj hogue uh you've got jarell thomas you've got samarian jackson you've got mickey daring uh but then they also slipped the ball off to Gio Jimenez, and we saw him shine against Cherubusco a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and that's the key to their game tonight. They have to establish a run game. They've got the backs to do it. Can the offensive line get the push like they did when when they overmatched Busco because that's what enabled Stansky to be so effective in that game. One thing that Bluffton probably hasn't seen a lot of so far this year is an athlete on the outside that's as gifted as Nick Thompson, the wide receiver for the Bishop Lewis Knights. He not only comes with size, he's got speed, 6'2", 197. He's made 48 catches this year, and he's approaching that 1,000-yard receiving mark. Yeah, very talented. Toledo has got him committed to them, and he can play about anything. But like you said, the wide receiver position, as the year went on, he got into more and more of games where he was a dominant foe on the outside, and he's definitely a matchup problem for Bluffton. If uh, Speaking of matchups, if you cheat and try to double up on Thompson on one side, you've got Isaac Zay on the other, yeah. and he had a big impact game against Cherubusco, a good-sized target in his own right at 6'3", 200 pounds, 27 catches, about 400 yards receiving and he's put it in the end zone four times you took the words right out of my mouth because you cannot just put everybody to nick to thompson's side because of zay and what he was able to do we found that out at busco like you said very dominant outside receiver tall big body kid throw it up let him go get it that's the type of receiver he is pound for pound you might not find a tougher kid in the summit athletic conference than Braden mcinter 5'8, 170 33 catches this year almost 500 yards receiving no question. And it, and that's the thing about uh, Lures and what they're doing right now is the, the number of guys that are getting touches has helped them immensely as the year went on and their offense has been hitting on all cylinders. Lures comes in 7-5, and five, Bluffton at 8-4. and four. Bishop Lures gets into this game with a win over Eastside last week to win their sectional title. Bluffton got the victory over Eastbrook. Now, you look at the tournament history, Shannon, and the scales heavily favor Bishop Lures when it comes to postseason regional championships. In fact, the last time that Bluffton was able to collect a regional trophy was back in 1988, and they were a 1A program at that time. Uh, in, in fact, since Bluffton has last won a regional Bishop Lures has 17 regional trophies. They've got 20 in the last 35 years. And uh, in 2020, they won their last regional championship. 
and that came in two way. But certainly postseason experience, traditions of the program, what does that mean in a game like this? Or once you start, you kind of forget about that? No, because I think we saw a little bit of that last week with Snyder with not panicking, staying within themselves and not getting to the point where they had to start throwing it everywhere and anywhere. You stay calm. I think that's a, something that the program and tradition has it. These kids are, have been a part of it for years and years and years, and they know what's expected, and they know what to, to what's on the line tonight, and I think they'll be very calm, cool, collected tonight. Charlie Stansky is a name that we have heard around uh, Fort Wayne. The Stansky name is when it comes to athletics. Charlie is a senior quarterback for these Bishop Lewis Knights, 5'10", 198. Certainly not a guy that's going to beat you with his legs, but he can be dangerous with his arm, and he's improved as the season's gone on. Yeah, the thing, the key for him is when he can, when he has a run game to support him, he becomes that much more dangerous with the RPOs, the quick passing games, and then the play action, throw it over the top. If they get the run game, he's going to be a benefactor of that, and their offense is going to be very, very dynamic tonight. Of course, other games going on in, uh, involving Northeast Indiana teams. In 6A, Carroll on the road at Lafayette. Jeff, you also have the Snyder Panthers in action at Mishawaka. In 4A, Columbia City at home against Kokomo. In 2A, we're here with Bluffton and Lures. 1A, it's Adams Central hosting Carroll of Flora. We'll come back. We've got the coin toss and the opening kick. It's Bluffton and Lures, our high school game of the week on 1380thefan.com. With the coach, Shannon Griffith, I am Brett Rump. Coach, uh, preparations for this game, what are some of the keys? If you're Bishop Lewers and Coach Kyle Lindsay, what are you telling your guys right now, final thoughts before you take the field? Number one, ball security. You're playing a team that's been very opportunistic in creating turnovers. Secure the football. Special teams, be on top of your assignments. Don't give in up any cheap plays. And when you have a chance to make a play, go make it. What about Bluffton? Brett Kunkel. He's leading a confident Bluffton Tigers squad onto the field right now. What do you think his final messages were as far as keys to this game for the Tigers? I think the biggest thing is no cheap scores. Make them earn everything that they can get tonight. Ben, don't break on defense and offense. Have ball control mentality. Make plays and move the football down the field. If you hear the rattling, it is not the wind on our crowd mic it actually is attached to the bleachers and the bleachers (laughs) vibrate every time someone goes in or out of the press box so that's what you're hearing is that is that uh, vibration and hopefully once the game starts we'll have that eliminated so the bluffton tigers have taken the field and as we count down to kickoff presented by edding insurance we take a look at the uniforms for bluffton they've got red pants white jerseys red numbers black helmets For the Bishop Lewis Knights, pretty similar combination with black pants, red jerseys, white numbers, black helmets. In fact, Shannon, I know I've seen Bishop Lewis play a few times. I think it's the first time I've seen him wearing a red jersey. I know. Lufton might be thinking they're looking at themselves in the mirror, but... uh, the uniforms, of course, presented by Unifirst. If you need uniforms for your company, trust Unifirst here in Fort Wayne. You can find them online at unifirst.com. So the teams have taken the field, and we're still waiting to get the captains out to the 50-yard line to talk about the uh, or have the coin toss and figure out who's going to start with the football in this contest. But it is a, uh, a game that the winner will move on and play either Andrean or 
Lafayette Central Catholic. That's another good one there. Now, the way it will work out, Bluffton, you will be at home if Andrean wins. You'll be on the road if Lafayette Central Catholic wins. For Bishop Lewers, pack the bags. They've got a road trip either way to Andrean <laughs> or to Lafayette Central Catholic next week, regardless of who wins the game on the other side of the bracket. I'm sure they've made that trip one or two times through the years up to the region or over to Central Catholic. Yeah, LCC and Andrean both heavily weighted with tra tradition mm -hmm. in their football programs. In fact, that's one of the things. If you look at the teams remaining in the north, Bluffton seems to be the odd team yeah. out. They don't have the tradition. All right. of a sudden, they kind of came from Norwell. But if you look at this Bluffton team, it is almost all juniors. Yeah. In fact, when you look at the starters in the front line, uh, the offensive line for Bluffton, they'll start uh, four juniors and a sophomore. Their receiving core is three juniors and a freshman. I know. Their running back, Anthony Cruz, is a senior, but the quarterback, Braxton Bettencourt, is a junior. So the teams now have the captains out at midfield on the Bishop Lewers logo. It's a grass surface here at Lewers Field, but fortunately it's dry conditions, a little bit breezy, and we'll see if there's any gusts that kick up during the course of the night, but a crosswind blowing here at Lewers Field, and the temperature is plummeting from what we had not only earlier today, but from what we had yesterday. Probably a good 20-some degrees cooler than this time last night. So what do we have? We have Bluffton winning the toss and choosing to receive, I believe. Yes. Shannon, somebody just chose to receive the football. That might be a first for us this year because almost everybody has deferred. Yeah, I... I when I coached, I did it either way a number of times, and I finally said, you know what, give me the ball first because if I can get six or seven points on the board, I feel like I'm winning, you know, just to get out. And I think that's what I think that's a smart move by Bluffton, taking the ball, putting their offense out because that's who they feel their strength is, is their offense. It was definitely their strength last week against Eastbrook. So the Bishop Lewers Knights will be kicking it. They'll go left to right. Really, there's... I don't know if there's a wind that you're going into here, Shannon. It's more of a crosswind. If yeah. there's any direction that it would impact, Bluffton would maybe be going into the wind slightly here in the first quarter. But for Bishop Lures, Roel Pineda is going to be the one kicking it off. And we'll check and see. Bluffton did not give us the, uh, the specific <laughs> returners, but we expect it to be Ben Ramsire, Andrew Hunt, and Brody Lewis who will be among the deepest to return this kick. And Bishop Lewis taking the field. Left to right go the Knights here to start the game as we look at the field. And the Bluffton Tigers set to receive right to left. And it is going to be Brody Lewis who will line up at about his five-yard line as the deepest man. And it is Ramsire and Hunt that will flank him at the 15. Pineda has it teed off. We're just about ready to get it underway. Class 2A Regional live at Lewersfield. Pineda steps into it and the kick away. A line drive. It's deep <laughs> and that one heading to Decatur. That is through the end zone and a flex from Roel Pineda. 
after that deep driving kick. And like I said, Shannon, there's no wind helping him right now. Right. He just absolutely drilled that kick. And so to the 20, Bluffton comes, first and 10. Braxton Betancourt, the junior, 5'7", 145, not a big guy. But he's got a 5'5", 150-pound running back that probably makes him feel a little bit bigger. Brody Lewis, Andrew Hunt, Tucker Jenkins among the top receivers for this Bluffton squad. Lining up in the gun. A shift of the formation from the right to the left and a handoff to the tailback Cruz, and that might be movement and an illegal procedure as Cruz takes it for about a two- or three-yard gain out near the 23-yard line, but it is going to be a penalty against the Bluffton Tigers. So Can't have two guys in motion at the same time Yeah, they there. both shifted in unison. Mm-hmm. You had kind of an H-back and a full-back, and they both kind of shifted over from, le- from right to left. And so the illegal shift marks it back to the 15-yard line where it's first and 15 now for the Bluffton Tigers. You know, and this is one of those things, when you take the football, you've got to do something with it. You get backed right. up, and you have to punt it, and you give up really good field position, and that's what Lure's defense right now is trying to force out of Bluffton. A quick three and out, and get the offense on the field with good field position. Hand off Cruz. He'll take it up the middle, run into a wall at the line of scrimmage, and down goes Anthony Cruz for a gain of only a couple out to the 17. Now, they went a little bit of an unbalanced set there, and Lewis did a great job of recognizing it, number one, and making sure they were gap responsible up front, and that time they were able to get the job done. Damian Jackson among those getting in to stuff that. Also in the front, Colin Weber. It is second down, and 13 to go from their own 17-yard line. Ball centered between the hash marks, the read option, and the give to Cruz. Got a nice hole on the left side of the line. He'll take it across the 20 and be wrapped up out near the 23-yard line on the tackle, Quentin Roach, a senior linebacker, 5'9", 185 for the Knights, but it brings up third down and long for Bluffton. Again, they went with that unbalanced set and brought a counter back into the weak side, and they kind of squirted through there to get the positive yardage that they did, but they had actually three polars on that play. So they're definitely trying to take it right at Lures' front six. Third down, about seven to go. The ball is just shy of the 24-yard line. Low snap, picked up. Bentoncourt, left-handed throw to the far sideline, and a nice stretched-out catch right at the sticks. My number four, Andrew Hunt. What a nice throw. A sharp throw, and Hunt laid out to make the catch just across the line to gain out at the 31-yard line, and Bluffton moves the chains with a third down conversion. Yeah, Buttoncourt rolling to his right. Now, he's a lefty, so he had a little bit more of a challenge there, but made a nice throw. The receiver got where he needed to get for the first down, and that gives them the first down on their first drive here. 20th catch of the year for Andrew Hunt. Now the ball on the right hash. Two backs behind Bentoncourt. Got two receivers to the right. Empty on the wide side left. There's the ball popping free. Now a scrum. And it's going to stay bluffed in football. It looked like Bentoncourt might have been the one to get back on it. They'll mark it as a one-yard gain. 
Second down and nine out at the 31 and a half, almost the 32 for Bluffton. Now that that was his fault there. He didn't do a good job of making sure he seated the ball into the belly of the running back. And you saw how it just kind of popped out of there being a cold in those slick jerseys. That's what can happen. Fortunately, he got back on the ball. Bluffton Tigers, first quarter, moving right to left. Clock is down to 8.50 and running. In a scoreless game, first possession of the night. Tigers, second and nine. And they will give it to Cruz. <clears throat> and Cruz is wrapped up for no gain. May have lost a yard. Good job on the edge. Cruz wanted to bounce it wide. And the end on that side came up and make a yeah. sure-handed tackle. And that is a loss of one. It's going to bring up third down and 10 from their own 31-yard line. They're staying in that unbalance. Jackson, the linebacker, there shot the gap on the triple pole and was able to attack him in the line uh, at the line of scrimmage. Big third down, second one of the drive already for the Bluffton Tigers. Bentcourt lines up in the gun. Single back is Cruz. Long count. There's the snap. It's a roll to the left this time. Bentoncourt fires near side, a stretch, and a catch is a good one out at the 39, but that's a couple of yards shy of the yard to gain. And so uh, he's not going to make it. It's going to be fourth down and two. And I don't know how much gamble Brett Kunkel has in him, but this would be a big-time moment with a fourth down and two if he decides to go for it. It's tough to tell if he's going to go for it or not because his quarterback is also his punter. Yeah, yeah. That time the receiver didn't get deep enough on that single-man route rollout. Now it looks like they're going to come and try to go for it. They're lining up as if they're going for it. Bentoncourt, about four and a half yards deep, will take a shotgun snap. Got a fullback who sets up behind the guard, and they will go for it. They'll give it to Cruz. He's going nowhere. Bishop Lewers busts in Zamaria Jackson. The linebacker shot the gap and takes down Cruz for a loss of one. And Bishop Lewers takes over with a fourth down stop at the Bluffton 38-yard line. Yeah, that, and I believe uh, Nick Thompson was also in on that one, shooting the gap. Really kind of surprised there, not only of the of the choice to go for it, but the play with all those bodies up there, the line of scrimmage. They really just didn't have enough blockers at the point of attack. Lures takes over, great field position. They're already at the Bluffton, 38-yard line, first and 10, and it's our first chance to see the Lures offense. Stansky, shotgun snap, gives it. Up the middle. Oh, wow. Nice run. Hogue takes it inside the 30 all the way down to the 26-yard line. What a great cut he made there. Almost a complete jump back to the backside gap on the inside zone. Lure's going to go a little tempo here. Hurry up. 12-yard gain on the first play for R.J. Hogue, who has had probably a disappointing year based on expectations. 91 rushes, 359 yards. Just shy of four yards a carry, but he got 12 on that run. And it is first and 10 with the ball at the 26. They'll fake it to Hogue. They'll throw the slant. Good catch made on the run by McInturf. And he'll take it inside the 15, down at the 14-yard line. It's another 12-yard pickup for Bishop Lures. And the combination of the run and the pass, something the Bishop Lures can do effectively. And that time, Stansky stuck it. 
right into the hands of Braden McInturf on the run for a nice game. Yeah, and uh, that's the type of play that Stansky does very well. He likes the slant route. He throws it very well, consistent. Like you said, he stuck it in the belly, and he ended up getting about another eight yards after catch. Shotgun snap for Stansky. First and 10 from the 14-yard line. Here goes Hogue up the middle. Big seam for Hogue inside the five. Touchdown, R.J. Hogue for 14 yards. Three plays, and Bishop Lures takes it 38 yards. The finisher, a 14-yard run from R.J. Hogue, and the Bishop Lures Knights, the first to scratch the scoreboard. They lead it 6-0 with 6.42 remaining in the opening quarter. Yeah, that was just, again, the offensive line for Bishop Bluers did a great job of keeping leverage and push, and Hogue just found his seam, and away he went. Roel Pineda is going to try to tack on the extra point, right-footed kicker. Max Robinson, who holds. The kick is up, and the kick is good. It's a 7-0 Bishop Bluers lead. Knights make it look easy. Three plays, 38 yards, and they're on top. You're listening to High School Football on 1380thefan.com. After a defensive stop and a turnover on downs, Bluffton gave Lures great field position, and the Knights made the Tigers pay. 38 yards, three plays, touchdown R.J. Hogue, and the Bishop Lures Knights up 7-0 on the Tigers. Now the Knights will kick it off. Want to bet he puts it in the end zone? Roel Pineda, the right-footed kicker, and we've seen some big legs this year in the kicking game around the SAC, and Pineda again will drill this one. And it is a touchback. Wasn't sure if it stayed in bounds, but they'll say it curled around the pylon. You would have made me pay you a Diet Pepsi if that one went out of bounds, because like, you kind of took the bet hesitantly. <laughs> yeah. So here comes Bluffton second time. Yeah, he's got a beautiful leg, and this is huge for their defense, forcing them to go 80 yards. Betancourt, junior quarterback, lines up in the gun with Anthony Cruz, the running back. They'll split three receivers to the right, and a receiver split wide to the left. Kind of miss the line there. And it will be a running play, and nothing there again for Cruz. Lures right now not buying anything that Bluffton is trying to sell. They spread the formation, and Quentin Roach again came shooting the gap and took down Cruz. They will give him about a half a yard just outside the 20, but it's second down and long. Yeah, they're going to have to do the you know block down, kick out mentality. I just don't think they can really get enough push one-on-one with them because they're outmatched up front. And it's really the quickness of Lures, not the size. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bedencourt on a second down and nine near his own 21-yard line. And that time he'll fake the handoff. Bentoncourt will keep it, trying to find a hole, nothing there. And he is stacked up for no gain. Might give him a yard out to about the 20. Well, they're going to give him forward progress out to the 24 Shannon didn't look like he got that far but they'll give him the 24 a three-yard gain so it's third down and six yeah that looked a little generous there I think he missed the handoff there it looked like in some respects but third down again for them third and six manageable down wasn't sure if that was a read option or if it was uh 
if it was a missed handoff, but now third down and six for Bluffton. They're showing blitz up the middle, stuffing the box. Long count for Betancourt. Now they'll back out of the blitz. Let's see if they come. They don't. But the pressure will get to Betancourt anyway and take him down for a sack back at the 16-yard line. They still sent an extra man, but it's all the way back at the, where they'll give it, the 17-yard line. So that is a loss of seven on that sack. Jarrell Thomas was the one who made the play for Bishop Lewers, and so now Bluffton is going to have to punt with a fourth down and 13 to go. And again, Bishop Lewers is going to come out of this with great field position. Yeah, you can see that they don't want to do any type of pocket passing. They've rolled him every time, especially on third down, and that time they ran it right into a blitz, which wasn't good. Bentoncourt, high snap, jumps up, makes the catch, and now he'll left foot this punt, and it's a good punt. It gets to the Lures 46, but they get a block, and now they're heading for the sidewall. It's McInturf down the far edge, gets the blocking. McInturf still on his feet inside the 10, the 5, and is he in? Touchdown! And I don't see a flag. Well, there might be one. There might be a flag at the 33. I thought there were a lot of guys that were knocked out of the way as McInturf took it all the way to that far sideline, and we are going to come back. It's a hold being called against the Bishop Lures Knights, and that will bring it all the way back from the spot of the foul, a 10-yard penalty. So it will be marched off from the 33 out to the Bluffton 43, but still great field position for Bishop Lures. And again, their speed and athleticism on display in the special teams game, even though it didn't count. Yeah, I didn't see that because there was a just a big green void out there for, at first, but uh, costly penalty there getting a special teams play. But right now, Bluffton, I, I, they look like they're unconfident. Their confidence is not there. You know, they're kind of waiting and seeing instead of just going and playing. So Lures lines up first and 10, 43-yard line of Bluffton. Shotgun from the left hash. Stansky looks, gives a pump fake to the right. Now he has to escape pressure, and here it comes, taking him down near the 46-yard line. That play just took too long to develop. He gave the pump fake, wanting to throw it early, and when he didn't get rid of it, the pressure came and finally took him down. That is a loss of... Uh, let's see, seven and four, 11 yards on that sack. So for Bishop Lewer, second down and 21. Yeah, he was trying to go Thompson one-on-one and got a guy in his face, and that's what disrupted the timing. From their own 46-yard line, shotgun for Stansky and a give to the running back, bringing oh it to the left. Ho, or now it's uh, actually Zamarian Jackson, who spins inside the 45 of Bluffton all the way to the Tigers' 41-yard line. So that's a, uh, a nice 13-yard gain by Zamarian Jackson. And other than that sack, Bishop Lewers has been getting a lot of chunk yards, yes. 12, 13, 14 a play. No question. And, again, they just got, you know, that's the third tailback in their, in their series, but both, all of them have speed and power. Third down and eight from the Tigers, 41 Play action, throw the slant, and incomplete. Good coverage that time for uh, the the Bluffton Tigers as Andrew Hunt was all over McInturf, the intended receiver, and it's going to bring up a fourth down and eight. 
Yeah, that that time he just it, the ball was low and he McInturf just didn't have a chance. But they're going to go for it here, and I don't blame them. They are lining up to go for it on fourth down and eight. Four wide, two each side. Single back on the right shoulder of Stansky, and before the play gets underway, a false start mm. is called against Bishop Lewers. I think Say moved at the top. Now you're probably going to have to kick it. That's the thing that always gets me, Shannon, is how the <laughs> wide receiver can be the one to jump. Yeah. He's the farthest from the quarterback's voice, so you don't think the inflection or the yeah the call of the and I guarantee Cadence. <laughs> I guarantee you, the wide receiver coach sits with the ball during practice and drills and makes them look at it and snaps the ball. So, inexcusable. So it brings up fourth down and 12 now. And, of course, Bishop Lures will punt. It's a low snap taken on a hop. Pineda will get it away. Oh it's a low line drive kick. Fumbled. And the ball free. And Bishop Lures is going to jump on it at the 20-yard line. It slipped away from Bluffton's. Hutch Craighead, he had a chance at jumping on it, but instead Bishop Lures ends up on the football, and it is a first down for the Knights. Big mistake for Bluffton. Yeah, this will continue the drive now for Lures, but you could see he hesitated at first. Not sure. When you hesitate, you got to let it go, let the ball go in the end zone, and unfortunately, critical mistake there for Bluffton. From the Tigers, 20, first and 10. Stansky in the gun will give to the running back. Here's Jackson up the middle, and he gets wrapped up by one hand of a man that's already on the ground. Actually, you know, that's not a bad play because uh, we saw Hogue bust that for a couple of big yeah. runs, and that time I think it was Jake Boots. What was it, Jake Boots uh, that ended up on the ground there, or was that Johnny Cruz? I, I, guess I think it was Bo that's, Boots. That's Cruz. Yeah, okay. But, yeah they're, yeah, they're running that basically wide trap play. From Here the right hash, again. they'll give it off. Here goes Jackson, wide to the left. Now he cuts it up at the hash marks. He's inside the five. And let's see, they're going to mark him down, maybe just shy of the five-yard line. Just shy, yep. Yeah, so it's going to be a first and goal for Bishop Lewers. We'll say it's the five-yard line. From from our distance, it looks like the five. So, <laughs> Well, they ran that same play again, but Jackson decided to go out around it. He wasn't going to wait for the kick out. From the left hash, a couple of backs join Stansky in the backfield. They'll give it to the halfback up the middle, working his way and powering to the goal line. Touchdown, Bishop Lures. Mickey Daring takes it in. Five yards out, and about three of it, he had to drag Bluffton Tigers with him, but he crossed the plane, and the Bishop Lures Knights take advantage of a Bluffton turnover and they've extended their lead to 13 to nothing. Yeah, just good hard running there by Daring. Did a great job, got his pad level down, took on a couple tacklers, and, and forced his way in the end zone. Roel Pineda to add the extra point. There's the snap and the kick. It's up, plenty of leg, and it is good. 14 to nothing. Bishop Lures with the lead with a minute 33 left here in the opening quarter at Lures Field. We'll come back. You're listening to the high school game of the week on 1380thefan.com. Bishop Lewis will kick it off with a 14 to nothing lead late here in the first quarter. And Bishop Lewis taking advantage 
of a couple of Bluffton mistakes. Yes. First, they go for it on fourth and two, don't get it. Gives Lures the ball at the Bluffton 38-yard line. They take that in in three plays. And then a fumble on a punt return that gave Lures the ball at the 20, and it was no problem for Bishop Lures to take it in from there. And another kick that goes into the end zone by Roel Pineda. You know, and for the third time, Bluffton's going to have to start on their own 20-yard line. What I was going to say there is that, you know, a typical traditional rich program d does exactly what they've done there. They've taken advantage of two costly mistakes, the down, uh, fourth down stop and then the uh, fumble on the punt return, and they've converted them both into points. So uh, that's a product of a really good football club. First and 10, Bluffton, they have it at their own 20. And again, quarterback for the Tigers is Braxton Bentoncourt, a junior. And he'll give to the senior running back, Anthony Cruz. Nice run that time up the middle, taking it across the 25 and falling forward to the 26. That's a six-yard pickup. Yeah, he's Second down and four for the Tigers. You can see where he can uh, cause a little problems. He's got that little burst there at the beginning. And, again, I think he reminds me a little bit of Starks from Carroll. Man, he's not as tall as Starks. By, <laughs> I think Starks is about 5'8", but he's got that same jittery quickness at, at the start. Second down and four from the 26. Shotgun for Bentoncourt. Man in motion. Centers in the formation, and then they'll hand it again to Cruz. That time he's wrapped up before he gets to the line of scrimmage. They may give him forward progress right back to the 26. No gain on the play. But again, Lures is just able yeah. to get penetration on so many of these plays. And even if uh, Cruz is able to fight through the initial guy, he still has trouble getting positive yards out of it that time. No gain. It's third down and four. Yeah, they got to do some things with the play calls here too, because they've they've got into a routine now. First and second down, they've been running it. Now it's third and four, and you know this is where Lures has heated them up on third down, and I doubt if it's going to be any different here. But looking at it right here, Benton Court centered between the hash marks. He'll roll to the right, gets outside the edge, fires far sideline, and it's wide and incomplete. And it's going to bring up a fourth down and four from their own 26. And it looks like the decision's been made to send in the punting unit. You yep. never really know at this point because Bluffton, you feel like they're the team with nothing to lose. Correct. Yeah, Sometimes you coaches will go for two every time. They'll go for <laughs> every fourth down. I mean, if you feel like it's a mismatch, you've got to sometimes take those extra gambles, but this time they won't gamble. They'll go ahead and punt it away to Bishop Lures. And Lures is aware of that with the quarterback being back there because he he's a rugby style. The snap got off with two seconds left in the quarter and a good kick. It takes a bounce, and that was a mistake to let it bounce because it rolls all the way inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. That is a 45-yard kick. There's no return, and Lures will start with the worst field position they've had so far tonight at their own 29. But it's been all Lures through the first quarter. A 14-0 lead for the Knights over the Bluffton Tigers. Second quarter on the other side. This is high school football at 1380thefan.com. Second quarter already underway. A 20-yard completion for Bishop Lures. They've got a first and 10 near midfield. 
Here's the handoff, oh. Jimenez, and he is going to be hit as he tries to find a hole. Nothing there. He went to reverse direction and got taken down for a loss of two. Back on the lure side of the 50 at the Knights' 49-yard line at second down and 12. 14 to nothing. Bishop Lures leading it over the Bluffton Tigers. Yeah, that was a great little play there by Garrett, the defensive lineman. Shotgun snap. Drop back. A throw. Stansky going post route deep over the middle, and he overshot his intended target. Looked like, uh, was that Javens that he tried to get it to? Wes Javens. Who's probably more of the tight end type. Yep. Javen 6'3", 180, a junior. And he was running a deep post over the middle. And the ball too high, incomplete, third down and 12. That was the right read there. Just was hard to drop it in there in front of those safeties. Shotgun snap. Stansky will drop, look to throw. And he just grounds it right at the feet of Jimenez. They were trying to set up a screen. Bluffton was all over it. Wait, 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 wait a minute. There and goes. they're going to throw a flag. Now, there was a receiver, but the ball never made it to the line of scrimmage. So I guess we'll... Well, on the screen, as long as there's a guy in the vicinity. And I, they... Let's see what the call is going to be because Jimenez was there, but oh, that's and they do call it intentional <laughs> grounding. It doesn't. Yeah, there is. A, Jimenez was behind the line of scrimmage, and the ball was about two yards short of getting to Jimenez. Clearly, Stansky grounded yeah. it. I mean, he fired it right into the ground a yard or two in front of Jimenez, but it was in the vicinity yeah, that, of an eligible receiver, but it was in the backfield. I, and I don't know. I'd have to check the book to, to see if it's because of it because it was in the backfield. If that made a difference. Well, he has an eligible receiver within the vicinity of the ball, so that there takes that regardless of where it's at. But it's irrelevant now. They've made the call, and it goes all the way back to the 34-yard line, and it's a punt for Lures, oh. and it might have been partially blocked. It's just a little. Short punt that rolls outside the 40, dead at the 48-yard line. And so that'll make it first and 10. Great field position for the Bluffton Tigers on that tip punt. And uh, here comes Bluffton with a chance to cut into a 14 to nothing Bishop Lewers lead early in the second quarter. Well, that uh, penalty kind of got them out of sync there. And then, of course, the tip punt, and now... Bluffton has their best field position of the night. I'd take a shot here if I was Bluffton trying to get a big one right now. It is Betancourt lining up from the Lures, 48, and they're going to set up a wide receiver screen. It's a oh. wild pass deflected <laughs> off a helmet. And almost into the arms of the Bishop Lures safety. That ricocheted <laughs> off the helmet and went 10 yards into the defensive backfield. And really the closest guy to it ended up being Cadell Wallace, the junior defensive back. Well, Bentoncourt let her rip, that's for sure. <laughs> and it hit the helmet and almost bounced to the, yeah, like you said, the deep safety. So uh, for those of you streaming, it is a matter of line feed versus mic feed. 
Here is a running play. Cruz got a nice hole on the left side of the line and takes it inside the Lures 45 and stays on his feet to the 43. So a good uh, five yards on that play, and it's going to be third down and five for the Bluffton Tigers. Yeah, they got it back to now a manageable situation here. I would say they're definitely in the position here to go for it, go for two, two to get the first down. So the uh, the one thing you can do on the stream is you can actually stream our audio off of the 1380thefan.com and try to match it up with the video if the audio feed isn't working for you. Hand off to the running back, hit immediately again, and that's Nick Thompson who blew the play up. No gain, still at the 43-yard line, and it's going to be a fourth down and five at the Lures 43 for the Bluffton Tigers and no sign of them wanting to punt at this point. I think uh, in a 14 to nothing game on the Lures side of the 50, they're going to try to give this a shot on fourth and five. Yeah, again, Nick Thompson, that's about the second time he's done that tonight. Play clock is down to eight, down to seven, and I think they're going to have to take a timeout. It's now down to two, down to one, and there's the timeout called by Brent Kunkel and the Bluffton Tigers. So with a timeout on the field, 9-12 to play here in the second quarter. Lures leading at 14 to nothing. Bluffton facing fourth down. We'll come back. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380thefan.com. Fourth down for the Bluffton Tigers. They've got it at the Bishop Lures 43-yard line. It is fourth down and five. Ball is on the left hash. Receiver lines up wide to the right. And they'll fake and roll out on the bootleg. And Bittencourt, then a late throw. It's knocked away. Lures all over it defensively. And actually, they slipped Andrew Hunt into the backfield. He was the one that rolled out. I think he was supposed to run it and realize he had no chance of getting the edge because Lures' defense was perfectly positioned. And he ended up just throwing it. Yeah. So it wasn't Bentoncourt. It was Hunt. They went with a faster back, almost in a Wildcat-type direct snap situation. And it turns it over on downs for the second time in the game. First and 10, Bishop Lewers takes over at their own 43-yard line. Right to left as we look at it for the Bishop Lewers Knights. And Charlie Stansky will throw the wide receiver screen, and it's broken up. Knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Good job by the Tigers. Came hard off the edge, got the hands up, and knocked it down. Yeah, good job of getting your hands up, recognizing that it was a quick throw. And right now their defense is kind of catching some life here for Bluffton. Three receivers to the wide side left. One receiver lines up right. No tight end, single back, and the back will get it. Here comes the run, looking to bounce it to the left, and there's the edge sealed, and nothing there for Mickey Daring. He gets taken down, and a good play by the Tigers' Fletcher Winger, a junior who came up and took the feet out from under Mickey Daring for no gain. Third down and 10, still at the 43. Yeah, again, Bluffton's defense, like I said, has caught some fire here. They made back-to-back really nice plays. Ball on the left hash. They'll send three receivers to the right. Single receiver is Isaac Zaid lined up to the left. 
Drop back Stansky looking, pressure comes, throws over the middle and it's underthrown. Trying to get it to Braden McInturf. Would have been a first down, but the throw ended up short of McInturf at the Bluffton 41. And so a quick three and out after the fourth down stop by the Bishop Lures Knights who will line up to punt it away, facing fourth down and 10 from their own 43-yard line. Knights do lead it 14 to nothing. We're at 8.33 left here in the second quarter. The snap and Panita's kick, again, a poor punt. Kind of off the side of his foot, bounces at the Bluffton 40, inside the 35, heading toward the sideline and out of bounds near the 31-yard line. So that's going to be a 26-yard kick with no return, and the Bluffton Tigers take over first and 10 at their own 31-yard line, trailing at 14 to nothing. It's a Class 2A regional championship. The winner will move on to take on either Andrean or Lafayette Central Catholic next week to earn a right to get to Lucas Oil Stadium and play for a Class 2A state championship. Well, their defense has stepped up for them here after the shaky start. Bentoncourt in a gun. Two backs join him. One on each shoulder. And he will fake it to the first man, keep it, take it around the right edge, and they get knocked out of bounds after gaining about four yards out near the 35-yard line. And again, right now, Lures playing really good disciplined defense and all the things Bluffton is trying to do to get the Knights out of position isn't working. Right. They're doing a good job of reading, reacting, keeping leverage on the football, squaring up the runner and making good solid tackles and not really giving them that extra one or two yards that you can kind of you know, fall forward in some instance for those extra yards, but they've done a good job thus far. Second down, six. Tigers left to right at their own 35. And again, they'll run it. And again, a couple of lead blockers lining up as running backs in the backfield, but it's Andrew Hunt who takes the carry on the direct snap and a sprint out to the 40-yard line where he stumbles down. It leaves him a yard short of the first down. So it's going to be a third down yard to go for Bluffton. Yeah, kind of a wildcat. And, you know, Coach Kunkel is also their head track coach. So he has a pretty good idea who's got the speed that he wants to utilize. And right now he's doing it again here. Lining up from the gun. And there's movement at the line of scrimmage. And I think that Bishop Lures just jumped the neutral zone. Colin Jolas is guilty of breaking the neutral zone, and that's a five-yard offsides penalty called against Bishop Lures. It moves the ball out to the 45 for Bluffton and gives the Tigers a first down. Huge, and I believe that may be their first one of the night, if I'm not mistaken, because of them getting stopped on a couple fourth downs and having to punt a couple times. Lures leads it 14 to nothing. Bluffton with the football. Still 7.33 left before halftime. Tigers first and 10 at their own 46. And again, Hunt rolling to the left, and he gets wrangled down. Great job on the edge by Jolos that time. Maybe that's a little bit of a, you know, I'll get it back after he gave up the five yards on that false start. He just made a great play for a loss of three, wrapping up Andrew Hunt 
trying to get around that left edge. Yeah, they're doing their linebackers do a pretty good job of reading those open gaps and you know we call it pull the chain and you know when you see it you take it and he's they've done it tonight and that's where they've gotten a lot of their tackle for losses thus far. Second down, 13 for the Tigers. They're at their own 43-yard line. Yeah, and there's a false start, and that's going to march five yards back for Bluffton. Already, if we want to count mistakes, Bluffton's made a number of them, and Shannon, it was a huge impact in that game last week with Snyder and Northside. So many plays that Northside yes. uh, gave away in that Snyder game, and it may have cost them a sectional championship. And so far tonight, we've seen Bluffton being the team making the mistakes. Yeah, those turnover, fourth down mm -hmm. stops. They do, and then they make a penalty here, so it goes from second and long to second and really long. Yeah, and these are the type of plays that coaches really don't have a call for other than trying to figure out how you can divide it up in twos. Second down, about 18 to go. Looked like, uh, man, that, uh, yeah, Hunt on the outside. That looked like... Uh, Canadian football. <laughs> the only problem is Hunt was about five yards downfield. He took a sprinting start from the wide receiver spot and was good five yards downfield before the snap and a late whistle and flag. It's another false start against Bluffton. And now you go second down and 23 and Tigers wow. going the wrong way. Yeah. yeah, this is the way you do not want to go. That's for sure. 6-10, clock continues to run. Quarter number two, Bishop Lures 14, Bluffton nothing. Tigers lining up near the left hash, shotgun for Bentoncourt and a give to the running back. Cruz will take it and he'll spin with a tackler wrapped around his waist out to about the 35. So that's gonna be third down and 20 now facing the Tigers. Early. And this isn't the situation that Bluffton wants to find themselves in. No, no. Almost a must-pass situation from their own 35-yard line. Yeah, early score from Mishawaka. They take the cave and take the opening drive, go 80 yards, and get a score. And then Snyder has a penalty on the extra point, allows them to go for two, so it's 8-0 Mishawaka. 5.15 to play, clock runs. Third down, 20. It's Hunt. Kind of dancing his way around the left side, and he gets hit. Good squared up tackle. No gain on that end. And again, Jolas showing us something from his linebacker position. That was a form tackle. You line up the body, get your head to the side, and drill down Andrew Hunt. And it is going to be fourth down and 20. And Bluffton's going to have to kick the ball away to the Knights. Yeah, what was po promising drive has turned into a disaster. So, punting here for the fourth time, I believe. Oh, no. High snap, but Bentcourt goes up and catches it. The rugby kick is away. And this one angling far <laughs> sideline went to the bleachers. <laughs> well, it's going to be a tough one to march off. That one bounced into the middle of the Bluffton cheering oh, section in the bleacher seats across the way five-yard punt yeah and they'll march it all the way back and i'm trying to see are they going to put the ball sit it down somewhere where are they going to sit it at, right at the 40-yard line that's where they marked it so it was like a 10-yard punt yeah yeah not much there it was uh and again that pressure came in and he had to 
kind of kick it to the side and boy kicked it right straight into the seats yeah so it is a first and 10 again great field position for bishop lures they start this drive at the bluffton 40 already leading at 14 to nothing and they'll run the sweep here comes Thompson around the left edge. Got a block, and he's knocked out of bounds as he takes it inside the 30. Down close to the 26, maybe 27-yard line. That's a good 13 yards by Nick Thompson, who got in motion from his wide receiver position across the formation. And a quick snap and flip forward. I guess that would make it passing yards, right, Shannon? Yes, if you have it the was. Forward. I was just going to say that's the type of pass plays that I love. <laughs> love that, don't they? <laughs> love it because uh, it's a pass behind the line of scrimmage and it actually gets. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a pitch forward that goes about a yard, yeah. but it ends up being a 13-yard play padding the passing stats of Charlie Stansky. Again, a man in motion across the formation. This time they won't give it. They'll give it to the running back, Hogue, instead. And he is wrapped up for a loss. He'll go down outside the 30 at the 33-yard line. That's a big five-yard loss. You know, Lures offensively has gone from a pretty consistent push to really hit and miss now offensively. Back at the 33, the original first down was at about the 28. So second down, 15 to go for Bishop Lures. Down to 340 to play in the first half. Man in motion, McInturf left to right into the backfield. And they'll give to Hogue. He's got a nice hole up the middle. Hogue still on his feet to the 25-24 yard line. Nice run of nine yards right up the middle by R.J. Hogue. And it's going to bring up a second down and about seven to go. Nope, third down. Sorry, my, my bad. It is third down. <laughs> well, they got themselves now in a reasonable field position here to try to get a first down on this third and seven. Well, and the way they've been running it, you really don't have to go to the pass here yeah. on third and seven. McAturf across formation, and they will go to the run. They'll give it to Hogue. Hogue will drag tacklers inside the 20, but not much more. He needed the 17 or 18 to get the first down, and he's down to about the 20. This is probably four down go territory. It's, uh, but it is a long three. And uh, quite a breeze, though. What are you going to do? You're up two scores. A field goal would make it a three-score game. I think Kyle Lindsay's made up his mind. They're going for it. Yeah. Ball on the left hash. It is fourth down and three for Bishop Lures. Two backs in the backfield. Hard count by Stansky. Nobody jumps. Now he looks to the sideline, gets directions, calls out a play. Everybody lines up. Hogue backs up. He's now behind Stansky, who's in the gun, and they'll give it to Hogue. Hogue quickly sprints to the near sideline. Gets the edge. Gets the first down. He's inside the 10. Tackled near the 8-yard line. First and goal for Bishop Lures. And as soon as Hogue got the edge... There was no way he was being denied of that first down stick and then some. Yeah. First down, Bishop Lewis. Brody, I think it was Brody Lewis from Bluffton, actually had a chance to make a tackle for the stop. Hogue did a great job of fending it off and getting the first down. First down, down and goal. And they've got it inside the eight-yard line. Give to the second man, Jackson. Jackson with a sprint to the right pylon. No one's touching. Zamarian Jackson 
from the eight yard line, touchdown Lures. They extend the lead to 20 to nothing. A minute 38 still remaining in the first half. Now that one there was looked easy. Yeah, they sealed that edge and it, it was like the sea parted. We, and we had a perfect angle of it with Jackson heading to the far pylon because no one really created any kind of resistance or interference. It was just a run to the far corner, leisurely stroll for Zamarian Jackson, who scores his eighth touchdown of the year. And now Roel Pineda will try to make it a 21-point lead. And the kick is up, and the kick is good. It's a 21 to nothing lead for Bishop Lures with a minute 38 remaining here in the first half. We'll take a 30-second timeout and come back. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on 1380thefan.com. Bishop Lures has extended the lead to 21 to nothing over the Bluffton Tigers. We still are in the first half with a minute 38 to play. Coming up at halftime, we'll uh, send it back to the studio for some updates. And uh, basically, Shannon, we'll have a little break. <laughs> On the stream, we actually get time off That's at right. halftime. So. That's right. Here is the kick for Bishop Lures with Roel Pineda kicking it right to left this time for the first time in the game. And the boot, and it's a squib kick. It's going to bounce, take a big hop at the 30. Still bouncing around near the 20, and finally Bluffton jumps on it as Lures comes scrambling in. It's at the 22-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for the Bluffton Tigers, but... You know, I don't know if there's different types of onside kicks. That's kind of the deep onside kick, the, <laughs> the 25, 30-yard version. But it we call it, that deep squib. Yeah, it it it. Well, it squibbed, and then all of a sudden, when a guy <laughs> came up to play it, it took this big hop over his head. And that's the one thing about these natural surfaces. That's what can happen. First and ten, Tigers. They'll start at their own 22-yard oh. line, and there's a scramble. Bentoncourt finally dumps it out left flat, and it's knocked away. Not sure Again, Bishop Lewers had the coverage over on the far edge. It was a triple reverse kind of a setup. Imagine if they would have just kept it on the second guy. He had a lot of room out here. Yeah, the defense had all followed the receivers who drifted out to that left flat. So now it is a second down and 10 for Bluffton, but the clock stops at 1.31 to play in the first half. See if Lures uses their timeout after this. Shotgun for Ben Court from the right hash, single receiver to the right, mm. two to the left, handoff to what Cruz in the backfield, and he is dragged down, and that is a solid play by T.J. Smith. Smith. Took the edge away from Anthony Cruz, and that is actually a loss of a yard. They'll mark him back just outside the 20, so it is going to bring up a third down and 11, and Bishop Lewers is going to utilize one of their timeouts to stop the clock at a minute 24 left here in the second quarter. That means we'll take a break, and we'll come back in 30 seconds. It's the high school football game of the week on 1380thefan.com. Minute 24 remains here before halftime, and Bluffton facing a third down and 11. They're at their own 21-yard line. 
Bentoncourt lines up in the gun with Cruz in the backfield. Fake the handoff, throw, far left, flat, man-to-man coverage, and the receiver came back to get the ball as the defender didn't get his head turned. And a nice catch out at the 38-yard line, and that's a first down. Yeah, that was, uh, I think it was uh, A.J. Strievler that made that catch. Just a freshman. Fake the deep fly route and then stop and come back to the football. First down for the Bluffton Tigers, and they've got it at their own 38. Rolling to the right, and he gets hit before he could turn it upfield. That's going to be no gain or even a half-yard loss. And I thought I saw a flag go down, but the official just reached down and picked it up. Must have did it fall out of his pocket. Maybe not, but it is a second down and 11 for Bluffton. And the clock's going to run down to 35 seconds. No one's stopping it. Hey, uh, 8.42 left in the first quarter. Carroll takes a lead, 7-0. Jimmy Sullivan, touchdown pass to Hershberger. So the Chargers are out front early. Last 20 seconds of our first half. Bentoncourt to give to Cruz. Cruz Mm. is dragged down, and there's Mickey Daring with the play. It's only a two-yard gain, maybe three. And Cruz is still down. That's the final play, almost the final play of the first half. They stopped the clock with 0.8 seconds. I think. (laughs) Is that 10.8 seconds? Is that a 10? I can't tell either. I'm trying to see because a little bit of a wave in the glass. But uh, it's late in the first half. It's going to be third down. We'll call it seven to go at their own 40-yard line for Bluffton. And Cruz is on his own power, but yeah, that wobbly as he goes over to that far sideline. Remember, Cruz is just a 5'5", 150-pound back. Bentoncourt lines up in the gun, and the clock gets down to zero, and that will be it. Never got a snap off, so it's halftime here at Lures Field. All Bishop Lures in the first half against the Bluffton Tigers as the teams trot to the locker room, it is a 21 to nothing lead, Bishop Lures over Bluffton. And let's check how we got there with a rundown of our first half scoring. Here is Shannon Griffith. Yeah, a little quick here, and I'm fumbling through my papers. Well, it all started uh, for Bishop Lures at, at 642. They took over after a fourth down stop, three-play, 38-yard drive. Hogue from 14 yards out. Pineda's PAT was good, and it was a 7-0 lead for Bishop Lures. Then with 133 uh, left in the first quarter, this time seven plays, 43 yards, daring from five yards out. Pineda's kick was PAT was good, and Lures was out to a commanding 14-0 lead. And then into the second corner, only one score, this time at 138. Six plays, 40-yard drive. Jackson takes it in from seven yards out. Pineda's kick was, uh, PAT was good. And that's where we stand here at halftime. The Bishop Lures Knights up 21 to nothing over the Bluffton Tigers. So we will uh, check around and see if we get some halftime scores here at halftime. Also, uh, we will come back with a second half. approximately 17 minutes from now. So we'll have an extended break, but we will be back for the second half here at Lures Field with the Bishop Lures Knights leading it over 
the Bluffton Tigers 21 to nothing. So until we come back for our second half, we'll send it back to the studio at 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. And we'll get some updates and uh, catch up on some sponsors' spots and more. But 17 minutes from now, we'll be coming back with a second half of Bishop Lewers and Bluffton. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on 1380thefan.com. Welcome back to Lures Field. Brett Rump with Shannon Griffith and uh, coach a 21 to nothing Bishop Lures lead here at the half, and they have dominated just like you would expect when a score is 21 to nothing at the break. Yeah, they've taken advantage of some critical mistakes by Bluffton. At times, it's been sloppy. Uh, Bluffton's defense at times has stepped up here and there, but when you get the ball at your, you know, 30-yard line and in or 40-yard line and in against a team like Lures' caliber, they're going to make you pay for it, and that's what they've done. Lures definitely has had the advantage of field position on a couple of failed fourth down tries by Bluffton, a turnover on a punt, a muffed punt that Bluffton had that gave Bishop Lures the ball at the Bluffton 20. And uh, like I said, it's tough enough to stop this offense, but when you give them field position, it, uh, it can be very difficult. And that's what Bishop Lures has had the advantage of here so far tonight, and it has led them to a 21-0 lead. But, of course, we're kind of hopeful that maybe a Fort Wayne team can overcome a 21-0 deficit. <laughs> Snyder Panthers trying to do their best. Uh, they got down 21-0 to Mishawaka, and, uh, and now Snyder has gotten a long kickoff return from Kamari Juarez, and they've made it a 21-7 game up in Mishawaka. But it's a very physical game. And right now, Mishawaka is getting the better of it uh, up in Mishawaka, trying to knock off the number one team in Class 5A. Carroll in a dogfight so far against Lafayette Jeff. And uh, last we heard, that score was tied 7-7. Yeah, I just got a report. They went, Jeff went up on an 80-yard drive. And the PAT, though, Carroll blocks with these 13 seven lead for the Broncos. So Carroll down by six, Snyder down by 14. <clears throat> and uh, and then Columbia City yes. is down against Kokomo. Yeah, they're down, I believe, now 28 to nothing, if I'm not mistaken. But turnovers. Four turnovers thus far in the first half, and that just is not going to help you any. And I believe Adam Central was on top of Carroll Flora by a big margin, 21 nothing last that I saw. So here we go. It's going to be Bluffton kicking off to the Bishop Lures Knights. Bluffton goes left to right. The Knights will go right to left. Nope. And they're going to try to kick an onside kick, and it's taken over on the far side by Bishop Lures near midfield. So all that happens out of that is Bishop Lures ends up with some really good field position. They'll start at their own 49-yard line, first and 10, with the Knights already leading it. And I would imagine, Shannon, that that was something that Lures coaches might have mentioned. Oh, yeah. That uh, look out because this is a team that's going to try to turn the momentum in their favor. And they'll throw out all the stops here. Now they put it at the 48-yard line. So it is first and 10 Bishop Lures from their own 48. And on to start this second half, senior quarterback Charlie Stansky. It's got R.J. Hogue in the backfield. You've got receivers with two lined up to the right, one lined up to the left is McInturf. And let's see, the official gets the ball spotted, and we're ready to roll. 
Second half underway. Lures leading 21 to nothing, starting at their own 48. Shotgun snap and the give. Hogue up the middle, bounces oh, nice it out spot. to the right side. He's got room down the sideline, inside the 40, the 35, and finally chased out of bounds somewhere near the 33-yard line. So really nice run, and that is... Uh, is that Geo? Is that Jimenez that's in the game? <laughs> well, they both have that long hair out the back. Yeah, and, and one's an eight, one's a three. Yeah. So. But anyway, you can't the, see the number because the hair covers yeah. the number. So it is Jimenez. So yeah, that's both. a big run, though, to start the second Absolutely. half. 19-yard run, first and 10 for Bishop Lures. On the right hash, high snap. Again. And again, they'll go with the give and a sprint to the far right sideline. He's got the edge down the sideline. He gets inside the 25, trying to get it close to the 20. That is a first down again for the Bishop Lures Knights, and they've started the second half with the speed back in Gio Jimenez. Yeah, I think they let the, the upfront guys know that we're gonna run the football here to open the second half because they're coming off the ball. 20 yard line at the red zone. It is Bishop Lures on the first drive of the second half trying to add to a 21 to nothing lead. Thompson goes in motion. Again, the give to Jimenez. And again, he'll curl it from the middle out to the right sideline. He's got the edge to the end zone. Touchdown, Jimenez from 20 yards out. No problem for the Bishop Lures Knights. 52-yard drive and a 20-yard touchdown run by Gio Jimenez. His fourth rushing touchdown of the year. And Bishop Lures extends the lead 27 to nothing. Yeah, that was an impressive three-play drive there. All Geo. 29 seconds into the second half. And now Roel Pineda to try to add the extra point. Good snap. The set and the kick is up and the kick is good. 28 to nothing. Bishop Lures leads it over the Bluffton Tigers. This is the Class 2A Regional from Bishop Lures High School, our game of the week on 1380thefan.com. Bishop Lures recovers an onside kick to start the second half. It gives them great field position, and again, they take advantage. A 52-yard drive, a 20-yard touchdown run by Gio Jimenez, and Bishop Lures up 28 to nothing over the Bluffton Tigers. Bishop Lewers looking for their 21st regional win over the last 35 years. That was a pretty uh, come out of the locker room, fired up and taking the ball, driving it down the field statement. Another squib kick. It bounces, skips, and uh -oh. hops all the way behind the deep man. Now it's chased down and jumped on by Bluffton back at the 10. And things going from bad to worse as Andrew Hunt had to go back and recover that one for the Bluffton Tigers. And they'll start first and 10, pinned back at their own 10-yard line. Yeah, we talked about the youthfulness of Bluffton at about every position, junior or sophomore, in some cases freshman. It's showing the inexperience of being in these type of games, and you could just tell there was a little bit of an easiness to start the game, even. Bluffton lining it up first and 10 from the 10 near the right hash. Shotgun snap for Braxton Bittencourt, the junior quarterback. He'll give. Nice hole on the right side across the 20 and tackled by the last man back. 
TJ Smith. That is uh, Bluffton's Kamel Moore, a big freshman running back who takes it out across the 30, or rather across the 25, out to the 27, a 17-yard gain, and it's a first down for Bluffton. Yeah, that was a pretty commanding run play, something they've run in the first half of that off-tackle play. Good. They will line up with Kamel Moore. Remember, we saw Anthony Cruz kind of hobble off last play of the first half, and they'll bring Kamel Moore this side. And he is tackled as he gets out to about the 30-yard line after picking up three yards. Just checking some of the notes, it looks like Moore maybe is changed his number since earlier in the season. The freshman originally was wearing number 22, now wearing number 9. He is a 5'867 pound freshman running back for the Bluffton Tigers who are a young team, perhaps a year away, Shannon, with so yeah. many juniors on this lineup. Bentoncourt takes the snap, gives to Moore. He'll follow the right side of the line and get tripped up near the line of scrimmage. Fall forward to the 35 where it's going to be a Third down, about two to go. Halftime up at Mishawaka. Caveman up 21-7 to seven at half. So, Snyder's got a little work to do here in the second half. From the right hash, it is third down and two for Bluffton. Left to right, as we look at the Tigers on this drive, they trail it 28 to nothing early in the third quarter. Shotgun, and it is Hunt, or no, it is Betancourt. Betancourt hands it off. Big oh, hole up the middle, and here goes Moore. Moore at the 30, the 20, the 15, and dragged down by T.J. Smith. He saved the touchdown, but that is a big gain for Bluffton, and they have it at the 10-yard line where I believe it will be first and goal from right at the 10. Well, that's the type of play that they really need to get themselves going. Get a chance to get some points on the board here. How about this freshman running back? Yeah. Really showing us something, and he's got his team set up to perhaps get their first points of the night. A 28-0 Lures lead, first and 10. Handoff, Camille Moore up the middle. Moore with another nice run. He'll spin down to about the two-yard line. Eight yards right up the middle. And they do get a little bigger back with Kamel Moore than Anthony Cruz. Cruz at 5'4", or 5'5", 150. Moore is listed 5'10", 167. Winger's a little beat up there with an ankle, so he's going to have to come out here. they got a timeout. And again, the ball's on the two-yard line. Thus far, a really good drive. Right, 136 left in the second quarter. Lafayette, Jeff, 20. Carroll, 7. So the two, our 5A and 6A teams are struggling right now. So it is a second down and goal. Ball at the two-yard line. Bluffton trailing 28 to nothing, trying to cut into this Bishop Lewers lead. Betancourt. In the gun, two backs in the backfield, and you got movement. That time, a little bit of a shuffle by Hunter Wenger. 
the junior, 190-pounder, lines up in the backfield. He's a linebacker defensively, but he will line up as an extra blocker, a lead blocker for the running back. And that time, he uh, got an early start, and it's a five-yard penalty. And so you go from the two back to the seven. We saw this almost exact scenario last week, Shannon. Yeah. with Northside when they got it down to the two. Would have scored, but Coach Tipman <laughs> called a timeout. And then the next play, they had a false start, never end up getting in the end zone. Yeah. Shotgun snap. Bencourt fakes the handoff, rolls to the left. Here comes pressure, and he oh, dumps it off. Intercepted. Bluers wow. has the interception. Look Across out. the 10, the 20, That's the Jackson. 30. Now it's a sprint. 50, 45. One man back. It's a lineman. He's not got a chance. Third, 20, 10. Five touchdown. Zamarian Jackson just took it. 100 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. And I'm not nitpicking. It's 99, 100, 101. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving him 100. Yeah, but it's all coming. Oh, there's a oh, flag. There's multiple flags. And they're going to get him for basically stupid penalties because it had nothing to do with the play let those things go but they're going to get them for you know blindside box yeah they got them uh they got the flag now let's see where they march it off but it's all coming back oh what have we've seen a couple of big touchdowns for bishop lures that have been brought back tonight one by McInturf in the first half this time it's coming back on a hold on the interception return. Yeah, they got him a hold, and they got that that uh, crack back. The crack block, back. Blindside block, and really, those things were so far behind the play that just let him go. I mean, Jackson has the speed. He was way out in front. And so... They march it off, and let's see. Lures is going to have to start this at the 34-yard line. So they just lost 66 yards. You know, that's one of those, Shannon, where you almost think when you count penalty yardage, you should count this penalty as a 66-yard penalty because the difference between <laughs> scoring a touchdown and where they put it on the field is 66 yards, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was just an ill-advised throw by Bentoncourt there. He just threw it right to him. So still a shutout intact for the Bishop Lewis defense. Now the offense goes to work. Here's a pitch, and oh. this is Hogue bringing it left side. He cuts it up at the hash marks and gets hit hard out at the 35-yard line. That's not much of a gain, maybe a yard, second down and nine, but good defense that time squaring up R.J. Hogue for the big hit and the short game. Yeah, Johnny Cruz that time. He's you know. actually, now see, I want to make sure because they got all these running backs. They confuse us, <laughs> Shannon, because they throw all these different running backs. This time they've thrown Mickey Daring in there. Yeah, he's had him a couple touchdowns tonight, I believe. So it is Daring. He'll get the handoff and hit Daring met in the backfield. He's going to be knocked down. That's going to be a loss of about two on the play. Back at the 33-yard line, a host of flushed Tigers busted into the Lures backfield and took down running back Mickey Daring just after he took the handoff from Charlie Stansky. I think that may have been Lucas Garrett again, the linebacker. No, I'm sorry, the defensive lineman. Taking advantage of a few little mismatches there. They've had some, some good play by their defensive linemen tonight. Four wide to each side. Single back is Daring. 
Ball on the left hash for this third down and 11 from their own 34. Drop back, Stansky rolls to the right, buys time, dumps it oh, off. Nice Good catch day. out at midfield. And a first down for Bishop Lures. Got it to him on the run. And I'm trying to see if that's Zay who yes. made the catch. It's Isaac Zay. And I would assume that was a crossing route where he was an intermediate target. They cleared with a deep receiver on that side. Found Zay, and he got the first down all the way to the Bluffton 40, what is it, 41-yard line. Yes, and Stansky did a good job of keeping that play alive, finding Zay for another big play. Lures leading a 28 to nothing over Bluffton. Third quarter, halfway through. Shotgun snap from the right hash. And the handoff. Here goes Daring. Daring behind the right side of the line gets a nice hole. Sprints to the far oh. sideline. Still on his feet and staying in bounds all the way down to close to the 30, maybe even inside the 30. It'll be a first down. Yeah, Can't he, believe he had that much real estate on that far sideline to stay in bounds and take it for all those additional yards once he got going north and south. Yeah, he's one of those guys that uh, he's your physical back. He's the guy that's going to pound it up in there and get the hard yardage. A wing, McInturf goes in motion. Nope. They, Oh my, they snapped it. Nobody was ready. And they ended up giving it to uh, Mickey Daring. And he's gonna and get it, seven it, it almost turned into a trick play. Yeah. Because nobody moved. They snapped it. They handed it to Daring and there still was nobody moving at the line of scrimmage because Bluffton was waiting for Lures to jump. I don't know if anybody realized the ball was even snapped. That was a strange play. And Daring takes it for a run inside the 15 all the way to the 13. And again, those hard yards because nobody was blocking for him. <laughs> yeah, gave him almost seven yards. What a strange play. I thought there had to have been a whistle. Everybody was stopped. Again, the handoff to the running back, trying to bounce it wide, and that's a mistake because they came up and got the edge. And that is Bluffton's Brody Lewis. The linebacker came up and met Daring, and that's a loss back at the 15-yard line. It's going to bring up a third down and six. You know, they got some impressive-looking kids, Bluffton does, these juniors that they have, you know, we talked about them being maybe a year young, kind of like Norwell was last year. Defensively, I think they're not too bad. From the 25, third down and six, ball on the left hash. Yeah. Give to Daring. He's going to redirect to the left and takes it inside the 25 and falls forward to the 23. Still short of the first down stick. It's going to be fourth down and almost four to go. Long three for the Bishop Lewers Knights. That... Uh, Johnny Cruz, number 74, I think he's a junior, 5'11", 279. He has made some impressive plays from the defensive line position where he shedded the block and, and made the play. Well, I wondered if Johnny is uh, a brother of Anthony could be. because you couldn't see two different brothers. <laughs> it's Schwarzenegger and DeVito or whatever the, the pairing was. Yeah. Drop back Stansky looking. He's going to go deep fade route, and it hangs in the air a long time, maybe affected by the wind, and eventually falls incomplete. Behind the intended target, but I think the wind might have been affecting that. We do have a pretty good breeze blowing into our faces here on the west side of Bishop Lures Field. And that time the ball just kind of hung and died and eventually was out of the reach of the intended target. So it brings up or gives Bluffton the ball on a first down. Well, it, uh, 
you know, that was the result of a play being called back, a touchdown interception was called back, and they end up getting no points. So that's a that's a tough pill to swallow right there. But they did burn some clock. We're down to 3.55 left in quarter number three, 28 to nothing, Lures leads, and on comes the Bluffton offense. At quarterback, junior Braxton Bentoncourt. Two backs in the backfield, including Hunter Wenger. Drop back, and they're going to go deep over the top, and it's incomplete. Basically just trying to hit the home run after the fourth down stop. A.J. Strevler, the freshman, was going deep, and it was man-to-man coverage. Bishop Lewis was right on him, and the throw too far out in front of Strevler for a catch, so it is second down and ten. Love the call there. Take the chance on one-on-one. Bencourt actually has a pretty good pretty good arm for a, for a lefty. And uh, that one there, just like you said, kind of was affected by this crosswind because it is really ripping these flags up here around. Kind of aired in the mic there. From the right half, shotgun snap, and it's a give oh, to the running wow. back. And what a hit in the backfield. Jackson. Zamarian Jackson once again blows up the play. The handoff to Kamel Moore, but he had nowhere to go. What a play. That young man's having himself a pretty good night here, not only just defensively, offensively. He had the interception there a few uh, series ago, but he's been kind of all around on this on the field tonight, having himself a day. A two-yard loss on the play. It brings up third down and 12 for Bluffton. Again, being down four scores is kind of tough because this wind is really howling <laughs> right now. Yeah, I, I think it's it's picked up. Coming out of the west, maybe northwest slightly. Drop back, Bencourt. He's going to look to throw. Here comes pressure. He unloads it late, deep over the middle of the field, and he overshot everybody. The closest guy to it was uh, Bishop Lures. And I'm trying to see. That was uh, Jimenez, who was playing at a deep safety position, kind of out in center field, and he threw it over Jimenez's head. So it is now a fourth down and 11. And from their own 23-yard line, they are going to line up to punt it away. And we'll see what this kick does in this wind as Braxton Betancourt steps back from his quarterback spot to become the punter. There's the snap. It's a good one this time. Rugby-style kick, a left-footed kick that's going to bounce at the Lures 40 and take a sideways roll out of bounds at the 42-yard line. So a 35-yard kick. There's no return. Bishop Lewers will start first and 10 at their own 42-yard line with 2.49 remaining in the third quarter, a 28 to nothing Bishop Lewers lead. Now, again, good, decent field position here for Lewers to start their next drive here, and 2.49 left here in the third quarter. Well in control right now. Knights line up with their senior quarterback, Charlie Stansky. He's got a single back in the backfield, and I'm not sure. Maybe it's Hogue this time. Maybe not. We don't. Can't see the number from this angle. Give to the second man. That's Daring. Daring will take it across the 40, but be stood up before he even made it to the line of scrimmage. I think they give him forward progress right to the 42 for no gain. Again, the Bluffton defense still playing hard, Shannon. Yes. And, uh, you know, they've done a pretty good job uh, 
on this interior running game, but when Lures has gotten outside, their speed has been yeah. a difference. Yeah, they this, their defense, I think, has been the bright spot for them definitely tonight. Single receiver split each side. Two backs in the backfield. Give to the back man, the second man. That is Hogue bringing it near side. Hogue can't turn the edge. He's taken down for a loss of four. Boy, good defense that time. And uh, that time for Bluffton, it was Caden King, a senior. Might be playing his last high school football game. But uh, he's not going to go down without a fight. Four-yard loss back to the 38-and-a-half-yard line. Yeah, he chased that one down from behind. Third down and a long 13 to go for Bishop Lures. They need to find the Bluffton 48-yard line for a first. Ball's on the left hash, trip receiver's right. Drop back Stancy in the pocket. Starts to roll to the right. Here comes the pressure, and down goes Stansky and a flag in the backfield. Might be a late hold, but Stansky sacked back at the 27-yard line. Yeah, it kind of gave up on the pocket a little bit too too soon there. And then, of course, they got the hold, which I'm sure they will decline. And there is someone still down for Bluffton. Yeah. At about the spot where Stansky was sacked, there's a Bluffton player still down on the turf. Trainers are going to come out to look at him. We'll try to get a number. But the penalty will be declined. It's going to set up a fourth down and a very long way to go. Somewhere uh, around 25 to go on this fourth down that Lures will be facing. So the Knights will be putting it away when we return. And we'll check on the injured player. With a minute 34 remaining here in the third quarter, it's a 28 to nothing score. Lures leading it over the Bluffton Tigers. You're listening to High School Football on 1380thefan.com. So it is going to be Bishop Lures lining up to punt. Caden King appeared to be the injured player, but he was able to go in his own power over to the Bluffton sideline on the far side of the field. And so the Knights line up to punt it away from their own 27-yard line. It is Andrew Hunt deep to return it. Low kick, and the wind is just going to send that one on a right turn. It'll go out of bounds just as it crosses the 50 and so uh, only about a 23-yard punt. They'll put it right at midfield. So with the ball out of bounds on the far side, they'll sit it on the left hash at the 50-yard line. First and 10 for Bluffton. Good field position for the Tigers, but they find themselves down 28 to nothing. And that's the ex- exact score of the Adam central Carroll floor game as they get ready to start the second half. Adam Central up 28 to nothing. Wow. That's a little surprising. That is such a dominant team. And then Just a machine. After the first quarter, it looked like Andre ends up on. Roll out to the right, and that's not even going to get back to the line of scrimmage. No room to get the edge as Lures stretches it out and out of bounds at the 47. So a loss of three on the play, second down and 13. Clock continues to tick away, and they will stop it here as he went out of bounds at 116 left. We're in quarter number three. Bishop Lewers 28, Bluffton nothing. From the left hash, shotgun snap for Bentoncourt, and he will give it to Moore. 
<clears throat> and Moore is taken down in the backfield. Again, there's penetration up front by the Bishop Lewers Knights. Loss of two on the play back at the 45, and Bluffton going backwards, and this is good Bishop Lewers defense getting yes. penetration into the backfield of Bluffton. Absolutely. They've done that at times, and there's other times where they've kind of been blocked, but they're getting a nice little push up in, in the front there, and, of course, keeps those backers free. Third down, 15 to go from their own 45. Trip receivers to the right, and they'll set up a bubble screen, and they throw it right over Tucker Jenkins and incomplete. Tried to set up the blocking of Brody Lewis and Andrew Hunt in front of Jenkins, but that sailed over his head, and now it's a fourth and 15, and with 37.8 seconds remaining in our third quarter, Bluffton is going to send out the punting unit. After the first quarter score that people would like to know here is Andrean's up 14 to nothing on Lafayette Central Catholic. It would be Bishop Lewers on the road at either Andrean or Lafayette Central Catholic next week. They're going to fake it. Roll out to the right. Bettencourt still on the run, still on the run, being chased. Now throws a deep sideline incomplete. And that's going to turn it over on downs. And Bishop Lewers will take over after the fake punt at the Bluffton 45-yard line. But we mentioned that Bluffton's the team that basically can throw out all the stops. They're the underdog in this game. And again, Lewers put the pressure on Bentoncourt, never really let him get set and make a good throw. He only had one man out on the pattern, and he was being double covered. Yeah, it kind of it's almost like it was a... uh muff snap or something because i'm not sure they quite knew what was happening and then all of a sudden when it developed more he really just didn't have anybody to throw it to and lures gets great field position again starting at the bluffton 45 yard line with about a half a minute left in our third quarter knights leading at 28 to nothing and a give to the running back i think this might be jimenez he'll take it inside the 40 and be tackled near the 38 It is a gain of seven, and there is a flag, and it's going to be called against Bishop Lewers. Legal shift. So a five-yard march off takes it from the 45 to midfield. It's going to be first down and 15 for Bishop Lewers. Knights looking for their 21st regional title over the last 35 years. Got one in 2020. Been a pretty good run when Lures has been in 2A. A couple times they've jumped up to 3A on success factor. Maybe not quite the same success, but a lot of success in 2A football for these Bishop Lures Knights. First and 15 from the right hash. Stansky lines up in the gun. Single back in the backfield. And that will be the end of the quarter. They will let it wind down, and the buzzer sounds. And that means we're going to quarter number four here at Lures Field with the Bishop Lures Knights in front, 28 to nothing over the Bluffton Tigers. You're listening to High School Football at 1380thefan.com. First down, 15 for Bishop Lures at the 50. And a give. Big hole up the middle. Jimenez goes inside the Bluffton 40 and gets... 
wrinkled down near the first down stick at the 35, and they're going to give him a first down, I do believe. Yes, it is a first down on a 15-yard sprint up the middle by Gio Jimenez. Man, he is fast. He got that burst, and he goes. It's almost like you want to look in the backfield and see if they're starting blocks, you know, because the way he just (laughs) takes off in the sprint, gets that handoff, never slows down. First and 10. Lures at the Bluffton 35, leading 28 to nothing as we start the fourth quarter. Shotgun snap Stansky in the give. Jimenez looks left. Now he's going to bring it back to the right, and he's got running room inside the 30 and takes a tackler all the way down to the 26. That's a nine-yard carry for Gio, and, boy, what a good job of vision because (laughs) the play designed to go to the left, and he saw the opening back to the right and made it a nine-yard gain. Yeah, he did a great job there of having awareness. And then he, as soon as he made that cut, though, what I liked about it, he got back north and south as quick as he can and got a nine-yard gain. Second down, short. Shotgun from the right hash with a single receiver split each side. Double tight end set. And the give. Jimenez, again, he hesitates. Now he just takes it up the middle for first down yardage. Inside the 25, he'll be marked down at the 23. So a first down for the Bishop Lures Knights. As the clock continues to run, we've got 10 and a half minutes left in this one. Lures looking at adding to a 28 to nothing lead. They have it at the Bluffton, 23-yard line, first and 10. Again, a single receiver split each side. Two tight ends. Shotgun snap for Stansky. And another give, Jimenez cuts it off left tackle, and inside the 20, Jimenez will take it to the 16-yard line. Seven yards on that run by Gio Jimenez. Yeah, I I think I just take my time, use the clock, and hand it to three. And he gets (laughs) tired, you put 24 in there. (laughs) With those two tight ends, they've kind of dominated now at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They've kind of got the numbers now, and they know it. And until Bluffton adjusts the defense and brings more pressure into the box, I think that Lures is just content to kind of overpower him with the two tight end set. Jimenez wants to bounce it to the left. Oh, got a nice block on the edge and cuts it back inside the 10, inside the 5. Jimenez still on his feet to the goal line. Touchdown. Bishop Lures, Gio Jimenez. Touchdown, Bishop Lures, and they've extended the lead to 34 to nothing. What a cut. Yeah. You talk about sticking your cleats in the turf and cutting it upfield. And so quick, once he saw the gap, there was nobody on Bluffton's team that was going to win the sprint to the goal line. Now Pineda is going to try to add the extra point. Kick down, kick up, and kick good. Pineda, 5 for 5 in the extra points tonight, and Bishop Lewers leads it 35 to nothing with 9.25 left to be played in this Class 2A regional championship. We'll come back. It's high school football on 1380thefan.com. All Bishop Lures in this one so far tonight. They lead it 35 to nothing over the Bluffton Tigers. 925 remaining in the fourth quarter. 
And now Bishop Lewers will kick it off. They'll set it up at the 40, but with these strong winds, Pineda is going to have to have Colin Jolas hold the ball on the tee. Pineda steps into it, and the kick. And that is a deep, high <laughs> line drive. Wind or no wind, that ball sails through the end zone and will be a touchback. And the Bluffton Tigers will start first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Snyder has scored here in the early in the third quarter. It's now a 21-14 Mishawaka lead. Getting interesting up in Mishawaka. I think there's perhaps no team better at halftime adjustments than the Snyder Panthers. And obviously the way they defended the, yeah. the option running attack of Mishawaka in that first half, there were some adjustments to be made. <laughs> Here's Bluffton. And the run got across the 20 out to about the 22. Not much in the running game tonight for Bluffton. Kamel Moore, the freshman, though. This kid's going to be a good one. Yes, he is. And they got some other, like you said, you know, being juniors out there, they got some kids that. Uh, yeah, almost everybody comes yeah, back. Stick with it, get another year in the weight room. I mean, Andrew Hunt, Brody Lewis, Braxton Bentoncourt, their quarterback. The only guy they lose really out of the offense is Anthony Cruz, and they're playing this second half without him. He left after being injured on the final play of the first half. Here's a run by Moore up the middle, crosses 25, and out to the 27, picked up about five yards. It's going to be third down and three for Bluffton. And we're under a, a running clock, too, now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. It's going to get to the end pretty quickly now because we've got 7.45 left to be played. 35-0, Bishop Lewers leads. Meanwhile, Purdue is up 63-42. Seconds remaining in the game with the Boilermakers against Austin P. Huge game for Zach Eady. 12 for 13 from the field. He's got 30 points. There's a little uh, hitch route on the right sideline, but it's incomplete. Trying to complete it to A.J. Strevler, the freshman receiver. And that will bring up fourth down and three. Kind of surprised that they tried to throw it in this win facing facing third down and three because, you know, the thing, Shannon, you got to consider it to be fourth down territory. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of that tweener distance now, fourth down and three, and they are going to line up to go for it. Yeah. Down 35 to nothing, season on the line. And they'll put two backs in the backfield. And bring in the extra tight end, and they do give it to Moore, and Moore will be stacked up, but find a way to power out to the first down. How about that for Camille Moore? Picked up four, maybe five on the fourth down and three, and it's at the 32-yard line, first and 10 for Bluffton, and that was really all the freshman running back. Yeah, he did a great job. He had that good forward lean, so when he did get that initial contact, he was falling forward for that extra one or two yards that we talk about. That was enough to get the first down. First and 10, Bluffton, from their own 32, and give no a fake. Betancourt around the left edge. He's at the 40, the 45, sprints to the sideline and gets taken out of bounds. As he crosses the 45 at the 46, nice 14-yard scamper around the left edge. That time, Lures lost contain, and Bentoncourt took it for a nice run. 
You know, they've had their, their moments here and there. It's just not enough against this Lures defense who's really done a really good job for the most part of keeping Bluffton inside and really leveraging the football well. First and 10 at their own 46 for the Bluffton Tigers, just trying to salvage points now. They're down 35 to nothing, handoff up the middle, and that is a rumble out to close to midfield, maybe the 49-yard line by Fletcher Winger. He's a 5'9", 200-pound running back, a junior, another junior. It's pretty much a common phrase with this Bluffton Tigers team. You hear a lot of juniors playing, but mentioning that Purdue score, it is now a final 63-44. to 44. Zach Eady, 30 points, 11 rebounds, double-double on 12 of 13 shooting from the field. Give you an update on the Fort Wayne kids. Bentcourt drops back. He's going to go deep down the right sideline. Bishop Lures defender got turned around, and it's completed at the Knights' 27-yard line. Falling on the catch, it is completed over there to Andrew Hunt, and that is a big gain for the Bluffton Tigers. That time just kind of spun around the defensive back who never picked up the football, and the catch made for a big gain all the way down to the 27, a gain of about 24 yards. That kind of ended up being like a back shoulder throw. Yeah. He was able to adjust to it and made a good catch. From the right hash, and they'll give it to the second man, Moore. Nice hole for Moore. He's inside the 25-yard line and just keeps powering down to the 20. Nice gain of seven yards for the freshman running back, Camille Moore. And... Uh, Taking a look at the Fort Wayne players for Purdue tonight, Fletcher Lawyer, not the same shooting night as he had in the opener. He's 0 for 5 from 3, 2 for 9 overall. He had 5 points, while Caleb first, 2 for 4 from the field, had 4 points. But the Boilermakers, a 19-point win over Austin P. So it is second down and 3. Play action oh, and no. throw. Got a man wide open at the far pylon. It's caught, and it's a touchdown for Bluffton. They break the shutout. The completion to Andrew Hunt over on the far side, and they attacked exactly like they attacked on that big pass play a couple of plays ago, and Hunt all alone out there deep down the right side, and he makes the catch for the touchdown from 20 yards out, and now Bluffton will try to add an extra point, and they are going to line up to kick it with a 35-6 score with 2.54 left. The Snyder Panthers have come back and tied it on a first touchdown, 21-21. The extra point, that is short. Don't see that very often, but the extra point didn't make it there. And uh, trying to see... Who might have kicked that? I'm not sure if that was uh, Yaroslav Serdiuk, a freshman kicker. 5'6", 143. He came in to try that extra point and didn't get it to the, he is to the a, crossbar. He is a refugee from Ukraine that came to the United States as the war there started and joined the football team because they don't have soccer at Bluffton. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Great story. Yeah. I saw that this week and remarkable. Shannon Griffith did prep. <laughs> 242 remains. It is a 35-6 to 6 Bishop Lewers lead. And now 
Bluffton will line up to kick it. I guess nothing to lose from try, to try an uh, onside kick here in a long discussion in the huddle on the near sideline with the Bishop Lewer special teamers. And I think they've got a lot of guys that have single-digit numbers out there. That means a lot of the hands team. Of course, the Lures will spread out and send a man deep. We'll see here, Shannon. I, I'm like, got nothing to lose at this point. Go ahead and onside kick it. Be a miracle, but might be your best chance. And they will kick it deep. And it's caught at the 30. And oh, fumbled. fumbled. The ball free, and I think Bluffton jumped they on it. They do got it. Bluffton's got it. And look who it is. Camille Moore, the running back, gets it in special teams. And Bluffton will get the football at the Knights' 36-yard line. A fumble on the return. And I know with a running clock down to about two minutes left, it'd be one of the greatest miracles in high school football. But... <laughs> But, you know, again, this is about playing for next year at this point sure. for Bluffton. We talked about the fact they've got all juniors, and they're almost all going to return. And you want to have something confident, some confidence to build on going into next season. And maybe this will give Bluffton a little bit of a spark that they can carry with them into the offseason. Fake the handoff, roll, and a throw to the wide receiver. It's caught about four yards deep by Brody Lewis. He sprints to the far sideline and turns it into a positive play, gaining about six yards. Gets near the 30. Second down, four to go. They'll put it at the 31, so it's second down and five. We're down to a minute 20 to play. 35 to six. Bishop Lures with the lead. <clears throat> Shotgun snap. And they'll give it to the running back. Here goes Moore, rumbling inside the 30 to about the 29. A couple yards on that play by Camille Moore. It's going to bring up a third down and three. And the clock continues to run. We're under a minute left. Note to the studio, when we get to zeros, we will take a break and then come back here at the stadium to start our postgame show. We'll have some scores. We'll recap this one. From the right hash, shotgun snap, Bentcourt drops. He's going to air it out again down the right sideline. Man-to-man -man mm. coverage. That time the defender got his head turned and knocked it away. Incomplete. Well, I thought that was, may have been a little bit of a DPI, but they didn't call it. So it is third down and three, fourth down and three. The ball reset out at the 29-yard line, 15 seconds. They've got to hurry. They line up with trip receivers to the wide side left, single receiver to the right, and a single back behind Betancourt who drops looking at the row. And he's going to air it out, heading toward the end zone. A Hail Mary, and that's knocked away by trip coverage back at the five-yard line. And that is the ball game. The Bishop Lures Knights have won the regional in Class 2A. They'll go on to the semi-state to take on either Andrean or Lafayette Central Catholic our final score, Bishop Lures 35 and Bluffton 6. We'll take a timeout, come back, and put the wraps on this one. Give you a post game with some of the scores of other games in the area when we return. It is high school football on 1380thefan.com. 